0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about the tech industry again. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about self-taught learners versus boot campers versus college graduates from, you know, computer science programs. So uh, I know this topic has been done to death, but I figured Eddie and I have something to say about it. So we're going to say it Uh, and we hope you enjoy it. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, Otherwise, like, subscribe, tweet us, yeet us, whatever you want to do. We appreciate the support. We love you for it. Um, Check out the website sometime. Sign up for the mailing list. All that good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Let's uh, get on with the show. Welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Work Jr. I'm a... I'm a back end developer. Uh, Eddie, what's up? (laughs) Hi, it's Eddie. Um, I'm a front end developer. And we're talking about uh, getting into the tech industry. So, uh, doing some shorter episodes. Uh, This is number two of this series. Uh, First one, we talked about the tech industry in general and if it's right for you and programming. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about boot camps and degrees and being self taught. Yeah. oh god <laughs> it's pretty early so uh, yeah it's early
1: we're, we're still caffeinating over here so where do you want to start um does it matter does does it matter Wait, what i do don't you think? think so actually um so i was watching the daily show a couple of days ago and um with all the coronavirus things going on um there's a, a website that all i guess the news um stations and whatnot and governments are referencing and um they interviewed the person that built this website and it was a 17 year old kid uh, uh yeah i saw that you saw that yeah and um it, it was done in a joking manner but they kind of asked like how he built it and the the kid went into some code and, and uh, not exactly just like uh it's, it has a node back end and all this other stuff and the guy was like oh i just want to know how you built it and um <laughs> but through that, he said, um, because of the popularity of the website and things like that, um, uh, he's gotten a lot of full stack job offers, so he's mm. probably not going to go to college and just go straight into work. Nice. So probably doesn't matter <laughs> at, at least. For yeah. This. I saw the story about
0: that kid. Um, and there was some hubbub about, he got all this, uh,
1: he got a lot of advertising offers. Yeah, so yeah I said guess he turned t- out like $8 million in yeah. advertising offers.
0: Yeah, I think I would have caught like a backhand for my parents if I had turned down <laughs> $8 million. Like, they don't, they don't, they didn't beat me or anything, but like, what what the heck? Um, yeah. Like, I don't know what the ads would have been, but uh, there's a lot of ads out there on the internet and a lot of them are pretty mild. So, I mean, unless it's like, we'll give you $8 million to flood your page with pop ups or something. Um it could have been
1: uh, I mean I get, really
0: go into detail. I mean you could have the website I mean <laughs> at, at that point for 8 million. Here it is. Here's the <laughs> source code. Uh here's the server. You want my my account and password and all that stuff? Here here you go. Um, that's
1: that's true. Uh, maybe it was like a total like a d- bunch of different companies and he's just kind of you know combining all that. Maybe. Uh like one company offering 8 million i mean i think the traffic it was getting like 600 i i i, I mean now i feel like i'm exaggerating the amount it was but a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah it's a lot um
0: anyway <laughs> yeah so that's that's a uh good self-taught uh anecdote case right there mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't think it matters at all uh to be honest with you there's Almost no difference that I've seen just from interviewing candidates from any background, uh, self-taught versus boot camp versus uh college degree. Um, moreover, I've gone to college, went to University of Florida, um, and I don't want to be a hater or anything, but um, for the money and the time invested, I was not impressed with the, uh, the education that you get out of that.
1: Um, Are you talking about as far as like programming courses and stuff like that or just what you study? In in general, you know, general I think. Yeah. Um like
0: I had some courses that I loved and a lot more that I didn't. And um
1: I just I think don't it's the the requirements and stuff. Like you're yeah, taking programming and then you also have to have like history and world you know, all this other stuff that you that's required just to get your degree. Right. So I don't know if it's like
0: because academia is mired in laws and standards and that sort of thing. But, you know, like there's general education stuff that you got to do and those classes are important to, you know, have a well-rounded education. But at the same time, college is like ridiculously expensive. And for you to go to college for four years, to get a computer science degree to come out and get a $50,000 a year job. Um, you're going to be paying those student loans for a long time. And I just can't justify the
1: value. You know what I mean? So it's also a problem with this country and the whole student loan and education system here. But yeah, it's a it's a big deal. That's a different episode. (laughs) It's a different episode. But
0: uh, if you're at home and you're like, I want to be a developer, and you think that you need to get a computer science degree, uh, I would say you're sorely mistaken.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if you, at the same time, if you want to do it, do it. I wouldn't stop you from doing it. I don't. I don't know. I might. I might tackle
0: somebody as they're walking <laughs> into the emissions building. Like, stop! What are you doing? Um, yeah. Like, like I said, I, I went to college. I went to you know, I would say the best school in Florida. Uh, I'll probably get some hate <laughs> email, but um, like our some of our professors there, and I don't know if it's like a tenure thing where they get tenure and it's just like, I'm tenured, whatever YOLO. But, uh, (laughs) some of them just, you know, like the computer science, uh, professor that I interacted with was awful. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, like we were learning Java and stuff and that was pretty miserable for our first language. So, I mean, that was bad, but then also like I've interacted with students, nowadays you know present day 10 years later that are going through these programs and you know there's a like I did a lecture at not a lecture I gave a, a presentation we will say that I'm, I'm not a <laughs> professor or anything um, I went to a hackathon at, at UF and gave a presentation on essentially like full stack web development and what goes into that and I got a lot of like confused looks from the students that had showed up to that and I understand why, and it's because they, you know, are doing a semester in Python and like a semester in Java and only getting, you know, little bits and pieces of the education and there's not like anybody tying it all together for them. So, I mean, stuff like that and, you know, not learning Git. We've interviewed a lot of people that don't learn yeah. Git in college. and So that course has not evolved since you took it? The uh, so the the curriculum itself... Uh, they so like Scott Talinsky keeps saying on syntax that he's an advisor for like the UF Um. I don't know it's, it's their web design program maybe but from what I've seen and, and heard from students it's basically the same classes as when I was going there except they added in like one computer science class where they teach you the MERN stack over a semester and that's really. the only difference yeah and so like out of a auditorium of like 40 people and They were listening to my talk. um, One student had taken that class. So that student knew what I was talking about. And the rest of them were like, what? What what are you talking about? And for, you know, computer science and web development being like such a huge thing. Nowadays, you would hope that more of them had more exposure to that kind of stuff. But they hadn't. That's interesting. Yeah, so my. And I, I hate to to be that person to just kind of be negative about it. But I don't see the value in it and in getting the, the college degree. I mean, if you're going to go be a, a doctor, a lawyer, um, scientist, I guess, (laughs) 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 engineer, a chemical engineer or whatever. Um, great. Go learn the hard math, the hard science. Uh, a university is a a great place for that. I, I don't really see it for software. Um, a lot of the math is not applicable. I mean, there's, uh, like even the mathier sections of computer science, I don't really think that you need to go to college for it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some algorithmic thinking and stuff that you can get into, but I, you, I mean, there's so many books and, and courses and YouTube and Udemy and, there's so many resources nowadays outside of that that are so much cheaper or free. I just can't justify sending somebody to a four year program for that. And then like saddling them with, with all that debt for years after they graduate. I'm I'm still paying off loans from college. Yeah, so,
1: so am I. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I took art courses. So, yeah. Hey, how was that? Not, like, not really. Uh... Was it worth it? <laughs> no, not at all. And the school was super expensive. Um, yeah, it was kind of where I realized, like, why do I need to take, I don't know, like, world history when I am I just want to draw pictures, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I felt the same way crazy. about computer science. Yeah. It was like, why do I need to learn? I, mean, I, I like that stuff, but I don't want to have to take a course on it and then grade, and grade, grade it for it and then affect, you know, I don't know, I guess GPA doesn't completely matter. But, you know, it's hours out of my day. And when I could be, like, working on something that's more relevant to the degree I'm trying to get.
0: Yeah, I I had expectations of, like, writing software and making programs and stuff. Yeah. And the computer science, like, intro to programming classes I was taking was, like, type a number into the command line and it should print a triangle that's the size of that number or something. And that was the homework assignment like over and over again for the entire semester. So um, for somebody that is excited about programming and wants to build um, like a calculator program or a game or something like that, it can be pretty discouraging to jump in and have to do like, you know, a year and a half of math and science courses before you get to print triangles to the screen with the command line. Yeah. So... Uh, I think, you know, we've talked about, uh, degrees and a little bit about self-taught. Uh, do you have anything else to to toss in about self-taught? I think, um, there, like I said, there's so many resources out there. It's, it's kind of very easy to, to get whatever you need to learn.
1: Um, I think it's a, it, depending on the person you are, it's maybe harder to get started if you're self-taught, you have to have a lot of discipline. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, have someone to lean on or talk to if you have questions, because that's the reason I couldn't do it. Because I tried a few times, uh, and which is why I went to boot camp. Or um, it was a good starting point. And now I'm like teach myself, you know, newer concepts or like new frameworks and whatnot. That's a, it's a lot easier now. Uh, yeah, because I have some kind of understanding of how things work. Yeah,
0: same for me. Um, I didn't try really in earnest to teach myself before but i would kind of jump on code academy or whatever and play around with like python tutorials and get bored and then come back to it months later or something yeah um the thing about being self-taught is you like one you've got to have some kind of skin in the game and somebody to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. um if you're just like people really like to to bash boot camps and degrees and stuff and say, well, all this information is available on the internet, just go out there and learn it. And it's really not that simple because you don't know what you don't know. And if you've never been in the field and you're outside of the tech industry, how do you know that Python is a better language to learn than JavaScript? Or C++ is, you know, better than Java or something? You would have no idea. Like, you don't know what the positions are in tech. You don't know what QA does. You don't know anything about DevOps front end versus back end means nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you decipher? Like, how do you filter all of those available materials to learn from down to what you need to learn for the job that you want when you don't know what the jobs are, you know, so there's so many unknowns out there. How do you boil that down into something and make a curriculum for yourself? Right
1: yeah yeah um I yeah I guess if you found it there's probably places on like you know medium and different places where you can find a good like well you know um there are a lot of youtubers that do like this is the route you should take if you want to be a web developer and if you want to go in back end, follow this route if you want to do front end this route whatever um I've seen I actually watch a couple of those um when I was first starting in the bootcamp,
0: sure. Yeah. But like, if you have no knowledge of the tech industry, yeah, yeah, like, would you, you even hit like, those yeah. search results? Right? No. Yeah. It, like, it's if a lot I searched, come across. yeah, if I searched uh path to front end developer, like you'd probably get a lot of results. But if you just search like good programming language, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're yeah. just gonna get a bunch of garbage. So, um, and then you know, there's conflicting opinions too. So how do you know? Uh, developer A on YouTube is correct versus developer B. And they're saying the same, they're giving uh, an answer to the same question, but they're both wildly different answers. You know, which one do you listen to? Yeah. So that, that's kind of the issue that I have with saying that self-taught is the way to go. Um, you really need that mentor or that industry connection that can kind of keep you on the right path. And I've even seen that go wrong, where uh, somebody is a, a mentor, and they've been in the field for 10 years, and their advice was over the top. It was kind of like too much for the students. So yeah, they were telling them, like, you have to build Tetris and JavaScript before you can learn, I don't know, how to make an API call
1: or something. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, so it's like,
0: <laughs> well... Okay, like I I get that you want them to be super familiar with JavaScript, but yeah. At the same time, like you're kind of overdoing it, right? So, I mean, there's it's just a path that is very difficult to navigate. Yeah. Um, Eddie, could you do Tetris right now? No.
1: Me neither. I can't do <laughs> like I've I've seen when somebody you, build you it. it and like in my head, like can I even do that right now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh would that would be tough. It would be yeah. tough.
0: And there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. So yeah, yeah. let's do it and react now. Um, <laughs> so I guess let's uh let's talk about boot camps. What I do like you think of the boot camps.
1: camp? I think boot camps are great. <laughs> Sold. Eddie and I, full disclosure,
0: both work for boot camps now. Uh, the same company that we went uh, and took for our boot camp. So, yeah. Um, they're not perfect. I'll throw that out first uh, of all. Yeah, that's true. Um, people do not get jobs after they go through boot camp. Yeah, nothing's um, guaranteed. There is no guarantee. Uh, there is some problems with the marketing of boot camps they kind of pitch it as like take a 10 week course and you'll get a six figure salary, you know? Yeah.
1: Not true. In <laughs> <laughs> the ads, they don't tell you. It also involves like 20 hours plus of homework and, you know, self study and stuff like that.
0: I think the, uh, some of the, the advertising about like it's an intensive program and stuff is like on the nose, but at the same time they can't, I don't know. They can't really express, yeah, it's truthfully hard like
1: how hard it really is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there are all kinds of boot camps now. So we went to a JavaScript like full stack um, thing. There's data visualization now, cybersecurity. I talked to someone that's taking a um, QA like automation um, boot camp. I would love to be a fly on the wall
0: on that one. Yeah. That would be, that'd I wanted, be interesting.
1: I mean, this is just through like messages and I had questions, but, um, <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, I was trying to connect with the person cause I, I was curious about what they're doing and how the course is structured and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, there's a lot. Of, oh, and also there, this is, this is kind of related, but, um, uh, like design and, um, Like UX UI boot camps as well.
0: Yes, so, um, but yeah, they're they're super intense. Uh, Mm -hmm. They say you're supposed to spend is it twenty or forty hours outside of class? Uh, Twenty. Yeah, so I think you spend. I did part time more than that. Did you do part time or full time? Part time. So
1: full time's insane. I can't do that.
0: Yeah, I don't even... It's like having a baby in three months. It, you can't do it. Um, you just... There's so many hours a week that you have to sit down and learn. And yeah,
1: you're cramming so much information in your head. It's just like... You just...
0: You can't absorb
1: everything that they go over in three months. Yeah. Like, if you
0: continue to go over it three months after that, like, you might be there. But
1: Yeah. Um, Especially the, if the, you have a family and stuff, and you don't yeah. have the time to sit there all day on your computer it's insane it's it's a lot of work
0: yeah there's uh there's definitely some relationship struggles involved um with yeah you know just being locked up in your office for hours and hours and hours uh studying so i mean there it's it's intense and they don't really screen that well for it i, I don't feel a lot of them it's mm. like, hey, you're a paying customer, so here we go. Let's yeah. let's get you in- enrolled. <laughs> um, it's not really a. It, it, I would it, I would hope for more screening. Like, do you have the aptitude for this? Are you going to be successful? Are you actually looking for a job when you get out? Um, all those types of things, and it's like not that at all. <laughs> it's you're I taking mean, I, multiple choice test, and yeah,
1: I did that, and then there's an Interview type thing. They ask yeah, but a, it's silly a question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, not not all boot camps are like that. Not all of them will have that kind of thing. I just heard on Syntax uh, one where they accept. They had a twenty percent acceptance rate. I was like, oh, that's really? that's pretty impressive. Um, the one that Eddie and I went to does not have a twenty percent acceptance <laughs> rate. I am sure it's way higher than that. Um, oh yeah. yeah. But the the boot camp is nice because uh it's
1: also a business so
0: yeah they have to they have to keep the doors open um it's nice because they they give you the curriculum they give you the support uh that you've got instructors and and teaching assistants that are there to help you um nowadays i don't know about that i know there's a lot of online programs popping up yeah. uh that that makes me question the value uh, i think a lot of the value that i got out of it was that it was in person mm-hmm. um I don't know how I feel about the online version. Uh, working, you know, remote like we've been doing uh, through this whole thing, it's harder to keep in touch with people. You tend to just have a couple touch points during the day, if that, yeah. you know, if if it's not just the stand up that you do. So uh, I know in person, I've seen a lot of students collaborate and. You know sit next to each other and, and hack away at a problem um, go for their projects and sit in a room and kind of work it out I've seen them have study sessions in person before and after class uh, lots of good stuff that happens in person I don't know how that works online um, that kind of seems like a gray area and like here's the thing if you're gonna pay for an online boot camp how how different is that from like a udemy course
1: yeah that's true i mean you have access asking questions but like part of the reason i wanted to be in a class was like um if you're in a class someone will maybe ask a question that maybe you weren't thinking about and you see a problem from a different angle or like something you weren't thinking about comes up uh that stuff i like asking the you know someone that's also learning right next to you like a question or try to figure something out together uh the boot camp we went to did a lot of like pair programming with the person next to you. Um which was a cool way to learn. Um if you had the right person next to you. <laughs> That's another sure thing. Uh but yeah, yeah. Uh the online thing I just I I personally I would avoid that.
0: Yeah, I think um knowing what I know now. Like I might I mean, it, it's it's hard to say because, you know, once your eyes are kind of open to the the truth of the industry and, like, how things work and all that, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to say, like, well, why spend $10,000 on an online course when you go pay Wes Boss 80 bucks and get his JavaScript course or something? <laughs> and it's a bunch of videos that you do with activities. Yeah. And he has a Slack channel, so if you get stuck, you can just ask questions there. That's true. So, like, the value there is phenomenal compared to the boot camp but then um like the career services stuff was okay but like just the the push to to create a portfolio and to you know update yeah. your resume and stuff like that i think there was value there and um you know assuming we can go back to normal at some point after this whole pandemic thing uh the on the in-person course uh there's a lot of value i think in the collaboration and like being the around other, projects and yeah being like in groups and, and struggling through git and stuff and in, in those projects um yeah. a lot of value there and it was fun to do it in person and actually like commute to the school and be in a classroom you know mm-hmm. i think there's you know the context switching there being in a learning environment kind of puts you in that mode whereas if you're in your home office where you play video games on the same computer you might be tempted <laughs> to like Code for 20 minutes, stop, go play Doom or whatever, <laughs> whatever you play, The Sims, uh, instead of code. So, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I, I had to do that because I, I, it's very hard for me to, uh, keep myself, like, focused if, if I have nothing pressuring me to, like, stay there and, uh, Same here. continue learning. As far as, um,
0: just to hit on it again as far as like candidates uh and people applying to jobs and stuff like if you're interviewing somebody do you care which one they did no i just care that they can answer my questions yeah me, me too i don't really like oh you got a degree from blah blah university great uh can you code <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> um there's so many students and candidates and stuff that it doesn't matter what they did, like self taught versus boot camp versus uh university. They can't pass the interview. They they come in there and they're like struggling to write a for loop. Yeah. Don't be that person.
1: Yeah. Just um I've done a ton of interviewing um like past three weeks or so. Cause, uh the company I work for has been hiring a lot. Um <clears throat> had a, a lot of like people with degrees in a completely different top uh, area than programming. And then they go to some kind of a boot camp, and then, you know, they're, they're trying to get a job in programming or, you know, development. Um, and there's been a a ton of that. So as long as you can answer the questions past the, you know, the coding, uh, part of the interview, you're hired. It doesn't matter like what your degree is in.
0: The other thing for me is that it doesn't matter which one you do. You're still going to be teaching yourself stuff. Yeah. So no matter which program you're in, there's no way that they can teach you even in a four year degree, everything that you need to know to be a developer and to function as a, you know, a member of a, a programming team. Um, so there's, there's just too much information to put it all in one course or to put it all in one program. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do, you're going to have to go home and study on your own, uh, self-taught or not. So like the the formal method that you choose, whatever route you choose, you're going to be teaching yourself no matter what. So um, you have to be that person that's going to be excited enough about it to want to get stuck on something and then go like, oh, let me go down this rabbit hole and learn all about event delegation or you know how do events bubble up in javascript or ooh, what are what's this dot 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 syntax what does that mean (laughs) oh what's a rest and what's a spread like if that stuff excites you then this is probably a good path but if you get stuck on something you're like i am so miserable because i don't understand this and i don't want to go research it um they should have told me this in class like (laughs) none of those paths are going to be good for you
1: Um, so do we go to picking a focus now? Oh
0: yeah. I haven't, haven't even been looking at the notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man, we skipped so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can, I guess we can, we can hit on that really quick. Uh, so there, there's some different parts of the tech industry. Also, uh, we mentioned it briefly front end, back end DevOps, QA site, reliability engineers, uh, SREs. Um, front-end obviously javascript people uh working with the browser yeah. if we're talking about web development uh otherwise it would be somebody working with the ui or whatever the, the user interacts with mm-hmm. um back-end server stuff <laughs> yeah yeah
1: uh, depends not, on the industry and where the company what language you're using tends to be a lot of um cloud
0: provider work yeah, nowadays cool. uh working with like aws and that sort of thing DevOps um, has to do, again, with AWS and cloud providers and stuff. There's a lot of, like, sysadmin stuff, which is, like, working with operating systems. So, like, Unix, Linux, Windows, um, that sort of thing. And they're, they're doing, like, administrative uh, stuff, like watching the system, making sure the security permissions are set correctly, uh, configuring servers and that sort of thing. Um, that, that would be a sysadmin role devops is kind of a mix of development and that where you're configuring um like deployment pipelines and that sort of thing uh it we had an episode with jared uh where we you know really dip into that so give a listen to that one but um it's kind of a not really hardcore coding position it's more of a configuration and scripting kind of thing um but those folks make some some big bucks uh kind of mixes into site reliability engineer kind of doing the same thing but i don't know eddie are you are you gonna pursue devops at some point no <laughs>
1: no I, probably. I prefer uh i'm a designer and a developer so front end is kind of where i'm gonna be
0: yeah front end is uh where all the unicorns are at so yeah um if you like colors and buttons and Designing stuff. Renan's probably for you. Um, backend is your your typical, like, uh, we just want to code kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you're not really messing with any design, anything, unless you're talking about code organization design, like design patterns kind of thing. Um, and then there's QA at the, at the tail end of this, which is also kind of a scripting thing. Um, they tend to use, like, Python and Java and that sort of thing uh, to test the code so test the program Ed mm-hmm. are you gonna you gonna know, jump into QA
1: no I don't like that either <laughs> famously um, we had a coworker
0: when we were interviewing somebody for a QA position because you know, developers all the time. <laughs> developers have to write their own unit tests and stuff so you're writing tests for your own code and uh, we had somebody come in for a QA position. And during the interview, we did this round-robin, asked a question thing, <laughs> and one of our coworkers said, if I have to write tests, what the hell do you do? <laughs> and uh, that was hilarious. I still laugh about that. <laughs> um, last thing I got on here, uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to the industry thing. No. Um, back-end languages, I guess I could toss real quick. Python's great. JavaScript with node is good. Java is mm-hmm. huge for enterprise. Uh, C sharp also same thing. Yeah. Uh, net is like a huge, there's tons of net jobs out there. Um, go and some of the flashier stuff, uh, you might be able to get into, uh, if you find the right company. Um, I know like lambdas and stuff on AWS are written or can be written in go. So some of that like heavy processing stuff, you might find a, a niche where you can use those languages, but I don't know if, that's a good focus for a junior developer. I might jump into like C sharp. uh, If, if you were really interested in that or Java or something, Um, even though Java is kind of a monster. So um, yeah, the the last point on here, you have to take charge of your career. So no matter what you got to do, like I said, got to be that hard charger. Uh, You got to be a self-motivated kind of person. Yeah. Keep learning, keep growing, keep, uh, working at the craft. Have you ever had uh, your boss sit down with you and be like, "So Eddie, what what are you learning lately?" Um I think uh you should learn this for your career to to kind of
1: get where your goals are. Nope, it's usually wh- whatever I'm currently into. Like we'll ha- occasionally have uh a meeting and talk about stuff, but it's usually like, "Hey, I'm doing this and that now." And then there's no uh like, "Hey, you should probably focus on this." yeah so
0: we talked to michelle brenner um about salary negotiation and kind of uh getting some ammunition for negotiations and whatnot and she brought up a point during that episode that was um your boss is very happy to let you sit where you are and do yeah. the job that you're currently doing so um just like learning you have to take charge uh, no matter where you're at in that stack of front-end back-end devops blah 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 you have to be the person that is moving the needle, right? So <clears throat> whatever your goals are, you want to learn X framework, you want to get into whatever programming language, or you want to move from front end to back end. That's going to be like your, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. That's your uh, no, responsibility too. <laughs> it's too, it's too <laughs> for, early. Uh, for lack of a better term. Um, that's going to be up to you. So, uh, you have to be your own advocate for your own career and make sure that you're getting what you need. So it's very rare to have a boss sit down and say, like, what are your goals? You know, most of them, unfortunately, don't care. that you're, To them, your goal is to be where you're at doing what you're doing. So um, if there's somewhere you want to be, some progression you want to make, you've got to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, if I that is a question that comes up like what my goals are and stuff like that, but um they're usually like it's it's asked for like within the company, it's not like, you know, w- you know, what's the next job you want to get or like what's the next uh I don't know, um goal outside of here that you're trying to meet or whatever. It's usually yeah. has something to do with the company you're working at.
0: Yep. Cool, so we're uh, running we're a little bit long uh, Let's yep. jump into Nerd Minute uh, Eddie, what
1: do you got? Uh, I watched um, the last couple of episodes of Clone Wars It's ended Oh yeah, I it's finally it over, 10. I saw that Yeah, it was very good They get into Order 66, which is really cool um, And the last two episodes kind of bleed into uh, Episode 3 Okay um, they don't really get in too much into what Anakin's doing. They just kind of talk about him, and then uh, the last episode. I don't want to ruin anything, but you know, some it's pretty obvious that they're already in Episode Three. Hmm. Uh, but they get also get into like why Rex is you know still around later on because he's in uh Rebels, and Rebels takes place just before Episode Four. Who's Rex? Rex is one of the clones. He's oh. like a captain. He's like in a lot of the episodes. Um, but he's like an older man in the, uh, in, in Star Wars Rebels. And, um, and then Ahsoka and how she gets away. And, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I I really liked it. It get it's a little sad at the end. Um, a little yeah. sour on the, the whole dark
0: side thing though. What do you mean? I mean, if it ends with episode three, basically, like episode three is a huge downer. So,
1: oh yeah, I rewatched episode three just to like you poor bastard have more context. Yeah, it's not as bad as I remember it. It's the
0: probably the best out of the the tre- uh, prequel trilogy, but almost yeah. a prequel trilogy. But um, <laughs> it's the best one out of those. But still, kind of meh
1: yeah so yeah it, it was pretty good. I'd recommend it if you like that show it, it gets better um it just sucks that it's kind of done. I wanted a little more like maybe one or two more episodes to kind of dig deeper into what has actually happened but yeah it's pretty good cool. I'm gonna throw out there uh Bosch
0: on Amazon Prime. It's a cop show it's about uh, some. Uh, Detective Hieronymus Bosch, they just call him Bosch because his name's so long, I guess. (laughs) Um, He's an ex-military guy uh, that's a homicide detective in Los Angeles working in Hollywood. Uh, So there's not like a whole lot of uh, like Beverly Hills movie star kind of stuff. It's more of just LA and it's very hard-boiled detective kind of stuff. But um, I don't know, something about Uh, Titus Welliver and his partner saying half sentences to each other uh, (laughs) (laughs) and knocking on doors and and that sort of thing is just always entertaining so uh, it's on season six I've watched all five seasons so far Um, just got into season six and it's pretty awesome so I enjoy it check it out cool all right we'll uh, we'll drop it there and uh, Mm -hmm. see you on the next one bye Bye.
1: Uh... Thanks
0: for listening to tech junior. We appreciate it. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, let us know how you feel about these shorter uh, episodes and kind of Eddie and I talking about a certain topic over, you know, a, a series of episodes. It's a, it's a new thing. So let us know uh, also like subscribe. all that like good stuff. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Lee Warwick Jr. You can find Eddie at ed0ter0. And you can follow the show at Tech Jr. Podcast. Uh, We've also got a little section on the site for supporting us. We've got a Teespring store. You can buy a t-shirt or a mug or whatever. Uh, Let us know if you want something different and we can design something. Eddie needs some motivation to design stuff anyway. And we've also got a Patreon, so you can uh, jump on there. We can send you some stickers if you sign up. Uh, We will mention you on the podcast. And thank you. So, uh, yeah, check that stuff out. We appreciate it. Uh, Next week in this series on breaking into the tech industry, we're going to be talking about application materials. So uh, how you present yourself whenever you're actually applying for a job. And usually that stuff means your portfolio, your resume, cover letter, uh, maybe even your LinkedIn profile. Um, all of that stuff that you put forth whenever you apply for a job. So, uh, we're going to deep dive on that and talk about the stuff that we've seen and what we've done to make ourselves, uh, attractive in the hiring market, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird when you say it like that. It sounds like we're dating or something, but, uh, maybe you could make that comparison, but we're probably not going to get into that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Check us out next week. Uh, hopefully that episode will be out on Wednesday. So hit us up. Alright, see ya. Have a good one. Bye.